Greg Wall and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Amy Cunningham, the transplant manager at Princess Alexandra Hospital. Thank you very much. What is a transplant manager? A transplant manager is a person who looks after many aspects of transplantation for liver and kidney. So the recipients that need to come in and have their transplants, the donors who are either living and they donate a kidney to someone who needs it. or we have two. Yes, we have two. Mm-hmm. Or even the deceased donors who pass away and their families give consent. Mm-hmm. And I also look after the new technologies that we bring in to make sure that our transplants last longer and do better once they find their new homes. Like, a, like some sort of esky with ice in it or something like that. Yes, so, like that. So, yes. <laughs> kind of nice. But with a motor. With a motor. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of charming to consider that they're, they're organs that are finding a new home. Kind of like a, it, kind of like this sad little liver just that, staring out the window in the rain and just going, hey, we found a family with which you, where you can go live. Tapping there's the a heart. Pick me, there's pick a me. brain. A, but, oh, like, like, <laughs> like puppies down at the pound. Unfortunately, yeah. in this case, the window would be the anus. No. No? No. Oh, see, I'm, okay. not, a, I'm not a doctor. Well, hey, that's what this, that's is. What this is all about. That's what this is all about. Greg <laughs> is under the, the misapprehension that donor organ is done via the bottom. Well, it seems like a useful hole to take things out of. Mm. Ow, under any circumstance, really. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're bad start here. Yeah. And some of the donors have passed away. Still ow. <laughs> So one of the jobs is to organize transplant of, from living donors, is that right? There are two really important sides to donation and transplantation. So what I've done is I've kind of showed you both. I work now on the transplant side, so the recipients who are going to get those organs. The other important side is the donation side, which I did for about 16 years. So mm. I sort of skipped over and, and started working on the other side. And we don't mix the two because we mm. want to make sure that donors and their families are being well represented and recipients are being well represented and mm. there isn't any ah, conflict of interest. You don't any bias. Oh, that's right. You don't be like, oh, come on. You, you've got two of them. Oh. Come on. Well, that's well, the, right. uh, the other end, you're like, I promise I'll do everything I can. Yeah, that's yeah, right. right. That's right. Oh. There's a cooling off period for a reason. So, oh, yeah. really? Oh, <laughs> yes, so you say, right. okay, take it, and then you go, we'll come back in a couple of days or hours or something Yeah, like that. for the living donor, that's mm. exactly right. Wow. So they're, they're a couple of days. So they'll sign a consent and they go through all their questions with their transplant team, mm. but then they have to go away for a couple of days and days. make sure that this mm-hmm. is this yeah, is the right thing for sleep them. Sleep on it. Yep. Have a last beer or something. Oh, like so that. The, cool, the cooling off period, like I imagine, ends before it's in someone else. Like oh, you can't yeah. be like two days later. Can I please have that back? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. <laughs> right. You can, you can, you can say no up until you go to sleep. Right. right. And after that, you. And you, after that, it's a bit difficult. Yeah, it's yes. a bit difficult. I like yeah. the idea that maybe you're still connected to them, so you, you still got it in you, but there's a pipe going into you. Like Dan, if you have my kidney. It's, it's working for both of us now. Yeah. No, that's there's, right. There's, there's a doctor and someone on the table going, "Oh, actually, I've changed my." <laughs> what do you say, doctor? I changed uh, his um phone provider. That's terrible. I think that's, that's what he was right. saying. We're not saying we're not implying anything at all at this point. No. You've got two kidneys, and I'm assuming that's because you can live without one. That's right. But does, does life become more difficult? if I? Because I am an organ donor. It says on my little card that if, if I die on the highway or something like that, I'm an organ donor. I've chosen that. But that's a different thing. We'll talk about that later. But as a living donor, someone said, my dad needed a kidney or something, or yeah. and, and I wanted to give him my kidney because we were the right tissue type, he says, Ooh, wondering. Very good, oh, Greg, thank goodness. Very good. Woo! 
Yes. <laughs> so does that, does that going to make my life very difficult to have one kidney? It shouldn't make your life difficult, but mm. there are things that you need to be thinking about as you get older with only one kidney. Mm. So the idea that you want to donate is lovely, mm. but it's a long process. It's really hard. Mm. And we really put our living donors through their paces. Mm. And we do that because we want to make sure that once that kidney is removed, they are going to be healthy. Right. So, and they need to be physically healthy and emotionally healthy. So mm. they will see a psychiatrist as part of their assessment, as right. well as many, many, many tests to make sure that their body is going to be strong enough to live with just one kidney. Right. So it, just, so it puts more stress on the body, but not necessarily yes. dangerous amounts of stress. Right That's there. right. That's okay. right. So if you are someone who has high blood pressure normally, mm. we would ask ourselves, maybe this isn't a good idea, because what will happen is it will bring your blood pressure up again just to have oh. one kidney. Sometimes it's not a problem. The biggest problem really in Queensland and in Australia is type 2 diabetes. Mm. So mm. Um, because it is something that you inherit, and mm. we'll look at family history, if your family member has type 2, there's a good chance that you might get it too. So we will not um, have someone become a donor oh if there's type 2 diabetes in their oh, family. Okay. And now if the, the example I gave before, would you take something from a younger person? I mean, I'm, I'm in my 40s now. My father's in his 70s. Would you consider that you go oh, well actually don't give it to him he's old or is that I mean, you know, is that, so that, that old really, is your dad that, <laughs> I know I know I'm, I'm just thinking from a medical point of view I mean that's yeah. something I would like to do but would you go actually Greg we don't really want to take it from you because you've got decades and he's got you know minutes uh, no, and Greg's dad was old when he was 35 <laughs> he, he was he was <laughs> he's but, born I mean, old but <laughs> he'll listen to this Dan uh, wise wise and old <laughs> like an owl <laughs> a violent owl uh, but is that something that has to be Take into account like who's giving it to whom? Yes, it is. But but there are two things you've just that you've just brought up. So mm. the first thing is is someone who is older who gets a younger kidney, mm. that's a that's a good deal for them. Mm. You, you know, obviously. <laughs> um, however, someone who is a younger person can mm. actually get an older kidney. So it's all about how well that kidney is working when it gets oh. transplanted. So it can work the other direction. So an yeah. older person who's 60 can give it to someone who's 30. Wow. Yeah. Is there a cutoff? But does that mean like a 95-year-old? Yeah, that's getting a bit that's getting a bit up there, but the idea is that people are living either they're either getting completely morbidly fat and are mm. unhealthy or at the other end of the spectrum they are actually being coming very healthy. And so mm. a 60-year-old may actually have kidneys of a 40 year old (laughs) and so there you go but but the fact that you are 40 and want Mm. to donate that's not a bad age Mm. we start to get a bit worried when it's someone who's very young particularly if it's a young woman who maybe has not had children yet because when you become pregnant that is going to put a lot of stressors on your body Mm. so we will tend to say look this is maybe not a good idea for someone who is in their 20s or someone who wishes to still start a family okay what what about if Mm. someone's like a competitive drinker like well for the kidneys you know but like would that would would removing one of the kidneys like reduce your ability to competitively drink <laughs> Well, well I, I, think, thing? I think this brings There's up going an to interesting... Be, it's a new smart enough project. <laughs> well, I, mean, you know, I, would, I would suggest that perhaps not just the physical aspects of your donation need to be explored, but also the emotional ones. So they'd say, so is this drinking competitive, like it's a vocation for you, like you're mm. an extreme sports person, or is there something we need to talk about? Uh, and then they, then they would oh, make the The winner doesn't have to donate a kidney. Right. <laughs> it's, 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 right. having, realize if, it's a good thing about having a child being able to have a child is you can have a creature that has kidneys that you can use. Oh. Hey, is 
<laughs> I have no idea about babies. Now, now the, other, the other question is, and this might sound like a really dumb question, so here we go. If you're a 20-year-old and your grandparent gives you a kidney, let's say they're 60, which is possible, so that's 20 years, that's fair. So 60-year-old, 65-year-old gives you a kidney. When you get to 60, that would mean your kidney would now be close to 100 years old. Yes. Would, do, do kidneys die from old age? No. Oh. No. And and in fact, when we, when we I know. Oh, look, look. Oh, shock. Oh, right? that's so good. That's so like you got to just have a kidney that lasts for like like a vampire kidney that lasts for three hundred years. And and in fact, with tissue and yeah. and I should say there, when we refer to organs, organs are your heart, lung, liver, kidneys, and your pancreas. Mm-hmm. Tissue. Uh, your corneas, bone, blood, things that you can donate usually without having a circulation before you donate. So that's okay. something yep. we'll talk about later, right? Yeah, right. Okay. But yep. there was this instance of a person who became a corneal donor because corneal donors can be upwards of 90 years old. Mm. And that cornea was then given to someone who was quite young. So actually the cornea ended up being 130 years old. Wow. And was working fine. And it's still working fine. Yeah. Right. But, but, so, but I don't think my corneas work fine. <laughs> he says, adjusting his glasses. That's right. That's right. That's, that's okay. So, so 40 year old cornea and its recipients a long time to go and that's Could fantastic. you then take the cornea from that recipient and put it to the next person just keep passing okay, it down? So, um, oh, it's like Dr. Who but I, modular. Yeah, so. <laughs> so I will I will admit that in my time in Australia we have not done this mm. but I have been in donation for poof, 23, 24 years now. Mm. So many, many years ago that is exactly what we did oh with a liver. Uh, a gentleman needed a liver transplant mm. and a donor was available. He received his transplant which was wonderful. Mm. Tragically he did die of something that was unrelated to his transplant Mm. and his partner said oh well he needs to be a donor so we then looked at whether or not the liver could be retransplanted and sure enough we did retransplant it into yet another recipient oh my goodness so it is possible so you keep passing organs these organs are really useful they're worth a lot of money (laughs) that's right and people people need them so yes it's not usual the other thing that we do are called dominoes so if we I know dominoes so we have a domino hang on hang on can I I, I bring up I'm going to guess what dominoes yeah, are. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen the movie The Island, and in that they clone people, put them on an island, and they go, "Hey, clone of Dan, you're not that I call you clone of Dan. I just call you Dan." Clone? Did you say clone? No, of no, Dan? no. I went of <coughs> Dan. I coughed, <laughs> and and then I take you up. Hey, come to the really happy spa room that no one ever comes out of. And, you know, knock you on the head and take out your kidney and give it to real Dan. Did you just say you knock me on the? You're gonna, <gasps> no, 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 knock me on the. <laughs> sorry, what? Is that, is that what a domino is? is, that, is that no. A, no. Oh. No, no, no. Okay, so sometimes someone will need a transplant of, say, um, a heart and lungs mm-hmm. as block together. Right. Because their Goodness lungs me. are horrible and mm. they might have cystic fibrosis, for instance. Mm. And to transplant a heart-lung block is technically easier than transplanting just lungs. Right. So the heart might still be okay, mm. but they'll remove it. So what they'll do is they'll find another recipient who just needs a heart transplant, uh, and they'll match them. So they'll they'll have a deceased donor who donates a heart-lung block to yeah. recipient number one, mm. and then they take the heart from recipient number one and give it to recipient number two. Wow. And we do that with livers as well. Oh, and then the okay. heart from the f- final person. Uh, it's not any good, so you food. don't want it. Yeah, that's dog right. <laughs> Circle of life, baby. Circle of life. We're not helping at all, are we? No. I, I really wanted to do this my, interview my and get people. Like to, that. 
<laughs> it's times and a half. It's really tough. It's yeah, really kind of. Yeah. It's really weird. And it's like, yeah. Should we beat it? No. Stop, no, stop no. saying okay. We're trying to help transport. Sorry, we'll not yeah. scare people away okay. from transport. Don't scare people. Okay, no, so, okay, so that's really. that's. I've heard something else as well. An idea of the best people in the world for transplants are the ones who they don't have a reason. Because a lot of times people give. Like, you know, so I say my father. My, by the way, Dad, you're fine. I, I don't know anything that, that you don't know. Like, I'm not trying to tell you anything, Dad. Your kidneys are fine. <laughs> but if my dad. I give a kidney because I give one up to give with him. But sometimes that means I now have to give one over. But I was reading somewhere that's actually really useful. Sometimes people go, I'm going to donate. I'm, not, I'm just going to donate. I'm Greg and I'm going to donate. I'm not saying that. It's not consent, by the way. And, uh, and I give a kidney and that starts a chain of that's one right. after the other. And that can that's really, because right. I give a kidney and then, that, then other people give organs over and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So. Uh, we call that either altruistic donation mm. or non-directed donation. Non-directed, okay. And it doesn't happen all the time. Mm. But yes, every once in a while you will have someone who says, this is what I would like to do. Mm. And it does start off a chain. In Australia, we have the Australian Impaired Kidney Exchange Program. Mm. Very long name, isn't it? <laughs> yes. And the reason that we have that is sometimes you'll have a pair that wish to donate and receive, but they are not. Tissue sa- sample, right? Oh, so close. That's oh. right. So their tissue typing may not <laughs> be, typing. might oh. not be right, or they may have differing blood groups. Right. So they can't donate one to the other. Mm. So what we do is we put their details into a big database mm. throughout Australia where there are other pairs in the same situation, hoping that we can match them up, and then we do swaps. Oh, right. Right? Okay. And, and Sounds we, like my parents' dating relationship in the, uh, the 80s. <laughs> it was yes. the 70s. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, this is a long time ago. And, yeah, that's right. You know, that's that's right. Don't yeah. air any dirty laundry. That's right. It's not always good. But, you that's know, we, and, and this is anonymous, so, yes. so they Ooh. don't... They, it, is, it is like the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone everyone <laughs> puts their kidneys into a fishbowl. Oh, you. You. That's right. But when you have an altruistic donor, that's what mm. starts a chain. And that's, like, that, yeah. not, and that's, that's, not, that's not dominoes. That's something different That's again. not a domino. That's okay, right. right. That's, that's right. right. I mean, and giving organs is, is it's not fatal. It's not going to particularly... Well, some of it is. Well, sometimes it's well, due to a fatality. You can yes. be, yes. yes. I, I'm, I'm, you, you donate a heart, it's I'm fatal. Try, I'm trying to talk about donations. Like, if I if I give donate, if I donate an organ, like a kidney... Living donation, not, yeah. yes. Now, can you donate... I mean, obviously the ones, like, you can't live without a heart. Can you live without a lung? Yes, you can live that alone. We, okay. No, we don't. We don't do those donations here. They are done mm. overseas. You can donate a portion of your lung. Okay. We do have parents who sometimes will donate a portion of their liver to their. Oh, child. so your liver will work. Also, you cut off yes, bits of the liver. Yeah. And... So we do a handful of those every year. Oh, okay. Because it's really good at coming back, isn't it? Oh, it's it's a really fantastic organ in terms of that. But if you could make people out of liver, still, I know, right? We it's like this regenerative person. We, we wouldn't. Oh, we wouldn't like them. Though. No one no, likes liver. Everyone no, would like. Yeah. No, it is something. That's dangerous. It's not oh. like donating a kidney. Right. We really want to be very careful when we do that because there's this, this amazing gentleman, Professor Russell Strong, who is sort of the father of liver transplantation here at PA Hospital, and mm. he really pioneered living liver donation. Mm. And he said, This is one of those times where if everything goes bad, you've got a 200% rate yeah. of mortality. Yeah, so right. you really want to be very, very careful. So we mm. don't do this in the same manner that we would with living kidneys. Mm. It's usually, well, it is always a small child. And mm. it's usually a relative mm. who is donating to that small child, and they go through a very, very stringent mm. assessment process. Yeah, okay. Mm. Wow. And anything else you can give that's, that you wouldn't think you could give? I believe there's also pancreas. You can give a portion oh, okay, right. of pancreas. Portion of pancreas. Yeah. 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 What about skin? Is skin donation a thing? It is a thing. Now, that's a deceased thing. Oh, okay. All but, right. but it is a big thing. Mm. And you can imagine that this became something that really was a problem after the Bali bombings. Oh, yes, yes. And so okay. at that time, Australia had to source 
skin mm. from overseas because we oh. really just did not have enough for all of the, the victims who were burned. Mm. We now have a skin bank here in Brisbane. Uh, what? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we have an eye bank, which is for people who donate their eyes after death. After death we right. have, of okay. course, the blood bank, which mm. everyone knows about. And we have a Which skin. you should all give to. Should. Right? In fact, yeah. stop listening to the podcast and go give blood. Absolutely. Not you. You stay. You stay. <laughs> That's right. But, um, but skin bank as well. So mm. when someone dies and they're consented for organ donation, oh, okay. they'll also right. be consented for those tissues mm. and they can donate skin. If my granddad died mm. and then I got a, happened to get a really bad burn at the same time, could I, like, pick the bit with the cool tattoo <laughs> to have, like, put on? <laughs> No, the amount of skin that they use is pretty much the same as what you would peel off during a sunburn. Oh, ah. yeah, okay, and, and it grows from there. Yeah, that's right, and it'll be cultured, and and it's not going to it's oh, not going to stay attached to the person who receives oh. it. It's there just to act as a barrier until their own skin can. Oh, heal. I see. But oh, that, yeah. was, that answers my next question. Was I'll yeah. ask anyway, which is that means if I committed a crime, as long as I left DNA from my skin graft, <laughs> they'd go, "That was Dan's dead granddad who did that." They'd go, yes, yeah, yeah. the perfect crime. Oh, that's no. right. No, oh, look, no. I'll just have to go with Plan A, which is a really lovely bound book. So, <laughs> tattoos on the front. That's right. Necronomicon ex mortis. Um, so, right. We talked about giving from living people, people coming in, giving organs. And, that's right. But, of course, there's another side to it, which is yes. the, a bit more serious, which is people die and they're chocked. What? People, what? Sitting on the end, it's what? Like, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about this later. Yeah. Sorry uh, to break it to you. <laughs> that's right. But, but not me, right? No, no, no. You'll be, you'll be fine. Okay. You'll just go to the farm upstate. It'll be fine. I love farms. Yeah. <laughs> and people are chock full of organs going to either get put in an oven or you get put in the ground. That's right. And all those juicy, wonderful organs are useless. They're dead. And, That's true. Uh, and, but are they useless and dead? Is that once, is once I'm, if I drop dead right now, mm. I'm okay. That's yeah, no, don't, don't do that. Hypothetically speaking, Would that just be, would I be, you go, well, he's dead. That's just tough. Well, you're on a sky burial, don't you? So you'd yes. be bird food. I wouldn't That's be bird useful. Food. Like Zoroastrians, yeah. Useful for birds. Put on a roof of the PA and there's birds just come in. But I mean, the human beings... Are my organs useful? Yes, your people? organs are useful. Mm. However, it is true that the way that you die will actually determine whether or not you can donate after mm. you die. So okay. the idea that you would just drop dead right now, which you're not going to do. No. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks probably, yeah, that's right. Would, would probably make things more difficult for you to donate organs, though you could still donate the tissues. Oh, okay. So, right. so ah, someone who dies what we might consider the traditional death, they can donate corneas or skin or bone. after like marrow or just, just the bone just in general? Just the bone, yeah. Right. Just the okay. bone, um, which is which is wonderfully helpful for people who have cancer. Right, so that's what that would be for. Right. And so traditional that, death, that would be traditional uh, death, meaning your heart stops and you stop breathing, and it's what we all think of when we think someone died. Right. Died. So like heart attack when having sex with a prostitute. That's exactly what. Right. Why would you go that's there? Normal death, that's isn't right. it? Ah. Yeah. Isn't like sixty percent of people? No, no. I think <laughs> Was, who do you hang out with? I've been, a lot of prostitutes, obviously. I've been reading a lot of very useful medical <laughs> magazines. So I'm, I'm, I think they're medical magazines. I read somewhere that men my age and older have more chance of being found dead in a toilet than nearly anywhere else, which is a bit sad. That is a bit sad. I don't know if it's true. I shouldn't. Hi, welcome to the podcast where you try and tell people true things. But it's, 
that thing of supposedly because the pressure increases and things. And I see, you, and I don't think I'd want to be found on the toilet. No. I don't want the, my, the last yeah. image that someone sees of me being on the yeah. toilet. Well, this is the thing. When, when I die, Dan knows to race to my house. I'm like, ah, Dan, I'm dying. He'll race in, erase my history uh, on my computer. So just get rid of all that just so you won't find all the amazing things I've been looking up, which are totally legal. And, he wants to be thought of as a jock after he dies, and yeah. so he wants me to get rid of all the science yeah, magazines right. that he subscribes to. And take me off the toilet and line me on a prostitute is your plan, it seems, Dan? Is this what you're going to be doing? Um, I do know that men have more heart attacks when they have affairs than sleeping with their wife. Is that because they're more guilty or just because they have high blood pressure? Let's mm, not go there. Okay. Maybe because maybe <laughs> they have... If, if you're a philanderer, get in contact with the podcast. Right. Maybe because they have sex with their wives when they're young, but they have sex with their mistresses when they're old. <gasps> I don't, oh, look, these are, ah, that's a bit this sad. Is, this is an ignoble prize mm. in the making. There you go. It listens wants to know what sort of ignoble prize. There you go. Work out why... Anyway, I don't, look, we're not talking about this. <laughs> so, but, I, but I will tell you, since we've digressed so far, <laughs> that, that where you want to have... A only sports magazines found in your mm, place. Mm. I work with some really amazing, intelligent people, mm. but we all have an agreement. If something happens to us and we end up in an ICU, we have a point person who's going to come in and make sure our eyebrows are tweezed and our makeup looks good. Uh, <laughs> that's great. See the line that oh, she looks. She had a nice she looking corpse. Incredible. That's a, wow. She, yeah. She died with a duck face. <laughs> Right. I, if I wasn't dead, I could do a selfie right there. <laughs> Put your hand up. That's what That's, right. that's what killed you. That's good to know. I also remember yeah. that. I, yeah, so so we, we provide mm. support in so many ways. That's here. lovely. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I, my friends are just willing to put things in my face, but it's normally a pillow. So that's about, <laughs> that's about all they're willing to do. Uh, but, but, okay, look, we said we're going to be serious, but we've totally... So donating organs away. from <laughs> yes. people who have been suffocated with a pillow. Mm. Yes. So yeah. that's traditional. So, so traditional yeah, death. Traditional death. Your heart stops first, mm. then your brain stops because there isn't any oxygen. Mm. That's traditional death. Okay. Now, when someone wants to donate organs, what usually occurs is the reverse. So their brain dies first, but right. because they're on a ventilator which provides oxygen, the heart doesn't know to stop, so it oh. keeps beating. And this is a very, very difficult subject for mm. certainly for a family that is going through a horrible experience mm. to understand what brain death is, mm. um, but. The, the fair majority of those people who donate will die in that circumstance. Mm. So, because yeah. they're not. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. So, hang on. The brain dies. Yes. And because the, the lungs are still pumping from a machine. That's right. The heart just goes, still oxygen, so oh, I'm good. just going to keep beating. So, is the heart getting any signal at all from the brain to go bop, no, bop, bop? No, but the heart has its own signal. It's the got, heart's its, own little, it's got the, its own little electrical thing happening in there. Right. So, as long as there's oxygen going to the body, and the heart rhythm can be maintained, it will just keep going. Get the hell out! That's <laughs> awesome! I know, it's good, isn't so, it? Unfortunately, you are dead. You're so still dead. Yeah, but that's the question. Yeah. You are dead. Only from the, you are only dead. From the neck that is, up. That is considered dead. It is absolutely considered dead. Okay, so there, right. there is a definition of traditional cardiac death, mm. is what we call it, as well as definition of brain death. Both mm. are recognized mm. by the medical community and by law. Mm. When someone dies from brain death, the death certificate is the time that the brain death test was concluded, as opposed to because their heart's still beating. How do you... Can I, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to mm. regret this. What's a brain death test involve? So, so in order to be a donor, of course, they need to make sure that your mm. brain has died mm. and they don't want any mistakes. Mm. So we have a number of tests that we can do. Now, one of them is just angiography. So you, you know, you're going to be looking at their brain and you can see whether or not there's any blood flow to their brain. If mm. there's no blood flow, yeah. the brain is dead. I mentioned the first one also... is just shaking them and going, hey, 
Well, you're not you're not <laughs> far off. So what we what we will do is we want to look at a number of the nerves mm. in your body to see if you register things like pain. Mm. So we'll look at the corneas. You know, if you stick something in your eye, you immediately blink. Uh. And, and so we'll, we'll do <laughs> I thought a little, you didn't yeah, even do it. Had a reaction. Right. See, you see. Uh. So you are so alive. So we will do that. We Thank you. please don't. don't uh, do one that. day you're gonna have to wear that. contacts. Yeah. It's gonna be the best. That's right. <laughs> but the big thing we do is called an apnea test. Any guesses on what that might be? It's like sleep apnea is when you, the, the, the is that? Yeah, is so it, apnea is, is just, you're not breathing. Not breathing. Right? Oh, okay, right. right. And uh. um, so, and you're smart scientists, right? Yeah, yes, okay. you are. So <laughs> why do we take a breath? Do we, why do we, why do we take a breath? To oxygenate the blood. Yes, but what triggers us to take a breath? The carbon dioxide is too Very high. good. Uh, very good. That's it. So, <laughs> so what we will do is we will take that person off the ventilator for a short period of time mm. and we will then draw some blood and measure that blood. And mm. if the carbon dioxide level is really, really high, we know that the brain is not triggering the body to take a breath. And that's a pr- I'm assuming that's a pretty um, basic reaction. It that's, is an incredibly basic a, reaction. That's I don't know, right. the low level, not low no, level. It's, it's, these, are, these are subconscious and unconscious things that we do in our brain stem. So right. if our brain stem is not giving these signals, mm. we know that the brain has died. Okay, so, that's so those th- are the tests that we do, and okay. we have to explain that to the uh, family. And that must be I fun. heard. Uh-oh. I heard. <laughs> that one of the tests is to get a great big needle and stick it in the perineum. No. Hard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's magazine for <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And that person was alive. Oh, that would have yeah. hurt. No, no, yeah. that, that's not that's not a thing. No. That's good. I'm glad. No, it's not a thing. Not a thing. I, yeah, I'm wow. Glad, I'm really glad because I read that too. I didn't want to ask, but I'm so glad you Ooh. did. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like, might, it might be someone's test, but it's not like that. <laughs> test, <laughs> test or what? I like the idea is no. just if someone with their spouse went, I have to test something. What? That's <laughs> like how, how unfaithful you are. The good news is you're alive. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. The bad that's news right. is soon I won't be. <laughs> Out. So if you're that family, and it's pretty hard, but I can see the lungs going, I can see the chest rising and falling. Right. I, they seem they seem warm and, you know, and, and, and so they, they're alive. And they, they're they, asleep. That's what you look like. Well, that's what you look like. Mm. That's right. That's what you look like. And for some families, it's important that they see that apnea test. Mm. So they actually see that that person doesn't take a breath. Because mm. as you've just said, they look like they're sleeping. Mm. Their color is good. Their chest is rising and falling. You're seeing this breath... But it is all because of a machine. So we have to be very careful what words we use because mm. you can imagine there are trigger words. So what we never say is life support machine. Oh, because right. it's not life support. It's not supporting oh. life. It's a oh. ventilator. It's like right? oh, of course, it's just keeping the machinery going. That life exactly is right. gone. That's right. And when we're talking oh, to families, it sounds calloused, but it's important that we stay away from passed on, moved to another place, no mm. longer with us. Mm. Mm. They have died. They are dead. And those are the words that we need to use wow. so that it's very clear that this is not something that can be reversed. Mm. Mm. Death is final. Death is final. Okay. Oh, wow. You're not giving false hope. Or you're not, you're not trying to imply yeah. that they could come back at any moment that's or right. leap out and go, oh, it's a big trick or something. Yeah, okay. that's right. Wow. That's right. And it all happens quite quickly. Mm. So, you know, so if someone comes through the emergency room and they've had some injury to their brain mm. and, you know, that injury could be, so now we're going to start to get a bit maudlin here, but that mm. injury could be from... Start. 
Dan's already yeah, sticking needles yeah, in people, that's, people's that's private true. areas. That's yeah, too late, huh? No. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I mean, but think you could, you, you're either in a car accident mm. or you have had a fall or you could have had a heart attack mm. and there's no oxygen to your brain, but they've done CPR and got your heart rhythm back. Oh, right. But it's too late because there's no more oxygen to your brain, oh, in which wow. case you become brain dead. So there are medical causes for brain death Ooh, as well wow. as traumatic causes, but they are always unexpected. That's why you have to be careful with yeah. If If someone was on a ventilator and you decapitated them, <laughs> would the heart still keep going? Could you like just put a pillow over the stump and people and it just look like someone asleep? Out. Could you could you like get a yeah. tourniquet or Well, okay, so so there is an incredible... This may not be a question oh, no, no, that you're used okay. to answering. So, so I, before we started this, I showed you that nifty little machine that we oh, put yes. kidneys into, Yes. Right? We don't use them here because we're not a heart transplant center, mm. but in Sydney, they actually have a machine for hearts. Mm. So they take the heart from the donor, they put it into this incredible machine, and they continue to provide blood nourishment and oxygen, oh. and guess what? It beats. Oh my goodness! Oh. <laughs> it's amazing. Wow! It's amazing, and it will beat until it's ready to go into its new. So, new so yeah, it's not, it's not it, beating because you got like a side Dan. It's not beating because you got electrodes on it. No, no, it's beating because it beats there by is itself. Oxygenation and yeah, it's got. It, Where's it getting electricity from then? Well, it's 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 muscular. It's it's still all of the the contractions will still keep so, occurring. So the AT, it's got it's get, it's yeah. getting it's getting oh, okay right. So it's got it's got the chemical energy to make it. Yeah. Fats to get the it's energy. A, it's ATP, so that's it what makes not it... going to work for very long. Oh, Remember, okay. we can't go. We can't go for a really long yeah. time. So hearts, right. they go the shortest amount of time once mm. they've left their donor just and to the recipient. So only about four hours. Right? Does, does that mean I have to? I just in all this movie, like Conan, when like you know suddenly Conan like carves someone in half yeah. and like reaches in and takes this still beating heart from their chest. Yes, that can happen. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, it could happen, but because it's only four hours, <laughs> mm. so we have this really amazingly big country, right? Mm. So we have sharing agreements with the other states. So yeah, if right. they, so for instance, if Perth has a donor that can donate their heart, but they don't have a recipient that's suited to it, mm. they can offer it to others, including us. So you link, obviously you just link. Like, we use ja- the same database. Yeah, we database. Use, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And um, right. we do a lot of talking in the middle of the night, mm. but because of the way that. Australia is, and it's mm. a nice flat country with mm. these big, big winds. Mm. We can get a heart from Perth in time to transplant it, yeah. but they can't get one from us. Oh no! So it, poor Perth, because it takes ah, they're all rich anyway. It, it takes like, just for people who aren't Australians. Uh, we, the the trade winds. So another trade. Keep saying trade winds. You keep saying that. We're, yeah. we're not, no, no, we're not main sail. I know. I'm saying, but the winds, boats. the winds, the way the winds come from the west to the east. Jet streams. And, and bl- right. They blast from Perth across to the east That's coast. That's right. So roughly right. in terms of distance for for audiences wow. outside Australia. So. Perth to Brisbane is mm. approximately Los Angeles to New York. Oh my goodness! And it's also the same as about Ireland to Moscow. Oh my god! Okay, so <laughs> it's a really, really big area. <laughs> so that, that's, that second one blows me away. Yeah, much. that's right. So, oh, so imagine that we can, with with the winds that are so strong, we mm. can actually still get a heart from Perth to Brisbane, but yeah. those winds will be headwinds for us if we right. try to send one to them, and we can't Could do you that. just go the other way? All the way around the world. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Bigger, bigger than that. Okay, yeah. that's, yeah. Um, that's weird. Could you, no, but you, what you could do is you could get the 
the recipient and you could fly and meet up at Alice Springs. I was going to say you could do a Cooper PD. Oh, there you go. There you go. You need, yeah. a, big, yeah. you just need a big hospital in Cooper PD. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A big, a big one, not I'm, underground. And I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure Cooper PD would love that. Yeah. Okay, so that's, okay, that's great. So now that leads to the next question is, do you go and sit on like a Qantas flight and sit with your little box and fly to Perth? You just stick it in the hold, I would imagine. Yeah. No. Well, that, like, because those guys are so careful with all the luggage that they move around. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. get me started. Yeah, his heart, his heart stuffed with cannabis. No, uh... yeah, that's right. Have, have you, you, yeah, you've been a guardian of that heart the whole time. That's right. no. did, you, did you pack this organ? Oh, uh, no, it was in this other man to begin with. This is still beating heart. is going 400 beats a minute. Why are you trying to smuggle in with it? Exactly right. Just so you can imagine there is continuity of ID for these organs when they fly around like yes. that. Someone has to be babysitting them. But Does it have a little passport? No, but if we are traveling to New Zealand, we have to have passports. Yeah. So we, mm. you know, we will sometimes have to, to fly over to New Zealand. Yes. But we will use the jet. So Queensland, you have a jet? We have a jet. Well, <laughs> Queensland's government has a jet. Right. Most of the time it is used for politicians. That mm. is true. But about 10% They're just of a the, big bag of organs anyway, not, aren't they? No, that you, is true. Do you but mean not the government jet? The government jet. You don't, you don't mean like you have a jet? No, we don't have a jet. We're just, we're a government health organization. So we you just no mean jet. the government jet? Like as in the yeah, premier the flies around in jet. the... Yeah, oh, right. It's the premier's jet. Right. But the good news is, is that... <laughs> This was started back in the 80s, mm. and it has continued all of this time. And when you go out to the government air wing, which is where the jet lives, mm. there is a sign on the gate, and it doesn't say Premier's Jet. It actually says this is the... This is Amy's or- Jet. This is Amy's Jet. Amy's jet. <laughs> this is the organ retrieval jet for Queensland. So we will take priority, if you can believe that. So, so, so really? think, of this, think of this. Yeah. So about 10% of the time, the jet's used for humanitarian reasons, mm. So, and that's fantastic. Mm. About 70 percent of the time it's used for the politicians. Twenty mm. percent of the time it's used for organ donation retrievals. Oh that twenty percent trumps the other. So it's fantastic. <laughs> so every once in a while you'll have shine a, a big light like a big heart on the clouds. You yes, know. every once in a while. so we'll we'll give a ring to the engineer, the chief engineer, and we'll yeah. say, you know, we have a retrieval. And this is the other thing, no harvest. Harvest is a naughty word. We don't use the word harvest, oh, okay. we say retrieval. Okay, yeah. right. Harvest is what we do to sugar cane. Yes. Retrieval is how we respectfully remove organs, right? But makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't use the word harvest. So we contact. You, you, the moment you start saying the word harvest mm. in relation to organs in the body, mm. it sounds very UFO. Doesn't yeah. it? It yeah, doesn't yeah. sound right. It's no. very X Files. It mm. sounds disrespectful. So we we. It's don't the harvest. Yeah. Stay inside, lad. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't ever use that yeah. voice. Don't that's use that voice either. That'd be weird. No, I'm here no, to no, harm. That's, right. yeah, that's, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. So we contact the, the engineer and we say, all right, we need the jet. And once they said, oh, we've just actually, we were just taxing. We've just sent just one there. of the politicians someplace else. Yeah. I'm like, I really need it. He goes, just a minute. So he hung up and he called me back and he goes, okay, you got it. We've turned him around. <gasps> so imagine being in a place where you can say, I'm sorry, Premier, but you'll need to take... The commercial flight. <laughs> and also, you have to take the bus today. Five minutes in the, the air. Yeah. Bring it back, Jim. Bring, bring it back. back. Yep. That's brilliant. Bro. And, oh, once, a, and once again, having a heart becomes a problem for a local premier. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Take that, Anna. Nah. Take yes, that. That's right. <laughs> do you have to 
work with the grieving family. Yeah. So, so you, the donor right. coordinators do work with the grieving mm. family. They have to build up a relationship, a rapport very, very quickly yeah, with the family, as you can imagine. So I'm assuming sure yeah. something really awful has happened. Yeah. Someone's come off a bike or something something's ha- bad has yeah. happened. Yeah. You haven't got much time to think about this. Not at all. So, mm. so again, this was my initial 16 years mm. in organ donation was talking with families and facilitating these wishes for those families. Mm. And to be perfectly honest, that was the hardest part for me, was mm. talking to the family. Because you want to ensure that you're being honest with them, but you're also being very genuine. And and for me, I needed to be able to maintain a certain amount of distance because it wasn't my loved one who was dying, mm. it was theirs. Mm. And it can be very difficult because depending upon the situation of the family, mm. you have about 30 seconds to size them up when you walk into a room. So this is the person who's the spokesperson, this is the person who is not coping, this is the person who wants to get things done. Mm. And they will size you up in about 10 mm. and decide <laughs> right. whether they want to talk to you. Wow. So that is, that is a difficult one. And we try to to give as much support to families as possible. And mm. that's when we use our support voice, you know, mm. so we're softer. Mm. But when you're a donor coordinator, you are juggling all these different balls in the air at the same time so you mm. can make this happen. So then you leave the family and you walk into the ICU and you start barking because you need this done, you need this done, this test, this test, and yeah. you're trying to determine... Bring what that plane back now! Yeah. Get that plane! Yeah. And sometimes... Right. We're talking to the coroner because if it's a reportable death, we need to get permission from oh, the coroner as it well. It could be a crime. Or That's something. right. Oh. So, so when you talk about speaking science and science communication, I mm. honestly believe donor coordinators, they've got this in the bag because mm. they have to know their audience so quickly. So they mm. have to know mm. how to speak surgeon. They have to know how to speak coroner. They have to know how to speak family. Yeah. And they yeah. have to be able to switch gears very, very quickly to wow. make it all happen. And so it is like being an air traffic controller. Mm. I mean, this might sound like a dumb question. This is one of my, Greg is a robot question. But are there times where you've just gone, I, I just can't, like, is this just too horrible? Everything's awful. Or are you just professional? And you just, I would I, I, like I to think I have never been unprofessional with a family. I, I would hope. Yes. I would yeah. hope. Yeah. I started out in an emergency room and sage words from a consultant who wasn't actually a very nice person, but they were still sage words. And he just went, this is not your tragedy. You don't get to own it. So don't mm. be so arrogant. And right, and I thought that and it was interesting at the time because I thought that was a really mean thing to say. But mm. all these years later, I do understand what he was trying to tell me. Yeah. With yep. that in mind, in all of these years, I probably have facilitated almost three hundred donations. Oh my goodness. And there were two that were my undoing. Mm. So you get through them, and yep. you're just getting things. You're quieting down and that's when it really hits you. So mm. I learned that my, my job was to be really good on the floor, and mm. then I would go home and I would have a quick shower and hug my children and remember what's important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? And also that you've done an amazing thing to save another life somewhere else. You hope so. Yeah, yeah, you hope so. Yeah. I mean, um, the, the nurses who do this, um, they're really lovely. And I'm not a nurse. I'm a scientist. Mm. And mm. so they would always tease me because I don't really have that warm and fuzzy <laughs> thing happening. Yeah. I, I, I don't believe that for a second. It's so true. I, I was always like, <laughs> Who was it? Was Hannibal in the A team? And he goes, I just love it when a job comes together. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's me. I love to see all of these pieces just come together the way that I wanted She's it. Smoking cigar right now. Yeah, by that's the way. Right. We're in a hospital. That's exactly right. And I could walk away going, oh, I love it when a job comes together because it all worked out very well. Okay. <laughs> now, that's from something from the point of view of someone who wants to give organs. What would you say to people if you want to be the best organ bag of like Greg Robotham likes to wants to give his organs away? What are the things I should be doing to keep my organs fresh and and crisp? Crisp 
and, and green uh, and ready to be donated to the next person. Well, Greg, mm. you have a partner. You have parents. I do have parents. You yes. tell them. Oh, that okay. is the most important thing you can do is you tell your family and your friends, this is what I want to happen. Mm. Make sure it happens. We oh, live, I will haunt you. I will haunt you. <laughs> we live in a country that is called an opt-in organ donation country. So what that essentially means is that you are not a donor unless someone consents for you to be so. Oh, my goodness. In okay. Australia. That's a, that is okay. in Australia. Wow. So even though we have what's uh, called the organ donor register, so you mm. can say, I want to be a donor, and mm. you sign a form, and that's through Medicare, it doesn't matter your family will still be asked what your wishes were. What? So, really? Yes. I'm on, so, that, I'm on that register. It means it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. I mean, it, it's <sighs> that... helpful in that what, what will happen is we would check it so mm. we would know what your intention was and we could then say to the family, did you know your loved one's intention was to donate? Uh. But if they say no, it's still no. So it's that's the most important thing to ensure that if you are able to donate, you do donate, is to tell your family and friends. And yep. I have actually had situations where family members have said, no, 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 he, he never spoke about that, we don't want that. And then a friend has come up and said, well, actually, we did talk about it. Mm. And he said he wanted to donate, and the family's went, okay, that's fine. Right. So it's very important to have so even, that conversation. Even as a friend is useful to, to yeah, know. Yeah, well, the good. friend has to convince the family. Yes. Well, the friend mm. has to doesn't have to convince, but has mm. to articulate, has mm. to say those words. And oftentimes family members, as soon as they are confident that this was what the last wish was, this is what they wanted, mm. it's an incredible legacy. You want to make sure that that happens for them. Mm. Donation and transplant is premised on hope. So this is where I get warm and fuzzy. It doesn't mm. happen often, but yeah. <laughs> and that is that hope is the umbrella over all of this. Mm. So you have a donor family that have lost it seems almost an insurmountable pain that they're dealing with. And mm. so what they do is they hope that they can prevent this from happening to somebody else. Mm. So mm. they are going to donate. Mm. That's their hope. We hope as professionals that we can get this job done, that we do the right thing by the donor family, we do the right thing by the recipient, mm. and it's very long hours in the middle of the night. And then you have a recipient and a recipient family that mm. hope that someone in their grief We'll think of them. Yeah. That's the whole, that's the equation. It's the whole hope wow. all across the board. So <laughs> on the flip side, if I said, no, I definitely don't want to be an organ donor, and then I died and my wife was like, yeah, yeah, he definitely said that he wanted to be an organ donor. Harvest. Yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah. Wow. take it for harvest. Yeah, yeah. We don't use that harvest. Oh, word. yeah, yeah. Retrieve. Yeah. Retrieve. Yeah. Yeah. But she will. Well, she will. She's, <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you have said no on the register, it's no. Oh. But, but, Family but, can overturn a no, but, but they can overturn a yes. Does he have to say no or just considered no if he didn't, didn't say yes? If nothing was spoken of, mm-hmm. then it will go right to the family to make that determination oh. based upon previous conversations. If it Be is, nice to your spouse. That's right. If it is documented... <laughs> Yeah. And you have documented, no, I don't wish to donate. Mm. It can't really be overturned like by a family. Like you tattooed your chest or something. Yeah, like well, it would be on the register. Yes, that's <laughs> right. But if you have put on the register, yes, a family can overturn that. Mm. So what happens is the family then have to say, look, I know that they put that on the register. But mm. if they've had a conversation since then and it's not been documented, they have to say that. Fair enough. And look, and I hate to say it. This is, once again, Greg's a robot. But you're dead. And I, and I think that I work on the, on the idea that you're dead. I don't believe in an afterlife. It's over and it's done. You've had your run. And now it's other people. And other people have to mm. deal with the cleaning you off the floor and spraying the, wherever you ended up. You know what I mean? Like, it's not your issue anymore what happened to your freaking organs. You don't own them anymore. You use them. You had a good time. You went to a lot of parties. Uh, met a few cool people. Had a few beers. But at the end of it, in my opinion, you don't own them anymore. You gave Does up that moment. Does that extend to necrophilia? 
Like you die and then someone can have a crack if that's their. I'm their not want. there, Dan. It doesn't really matter. So you're 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 on board with that then? But cool. I'm, not, I, right. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm going to put my on the register for no for the necrophilia thing. All right, maybe. good, good. <laughs> because I'm going to lie about your preference. <laughs> well, that's also against. That's against the law, though. I mean, I know you, I know you think it's strange, but but it's um, but it's that's against the law. The harvesters don't <laughs> care about your laws. <laughs> I see, Doctor Amy. Is this something that we should have asked you? What? I think that we're ending in a really good place when we talk about speaking with your family. Mm. That's the big one. That is a really big deal here in Australia. Mm. And what we tend to see on the media is, oh, we, we don't donate. We've got a low organ donor rate. Mm. Rubbish. We have <laughs> absolutely <laughs> rubbish. Just putting it out there. Right. We have a really wonderful people and it's a culture that's built on gift giving. Mm. So if you have that conversation, donation will happen. Mm. The other thing is too is think how healthy we are as a country. Mm. So perhaps the reason our donation or our organ donor level is so low is because we do use seatbelts. We don't shoot mm. ourselves in the head too much. <laughs> we much. keep ourselves relatively healthy. Mm. So the things that would usually be causes of death that would lead to donation don't occur oh, as much in Australia as they may in other places. Right. So uh-huh. does that things make sense? That would, uh, things that would kill your yeah. brain but not, yeah. not kill you. And I mean, right. and I mean this in a big way. Mm. So a, mm. a number of years ago, I was giving a lecture in Philadelphia, and we were having a, a chat about guns because, you know, Americans silly, they love their guns. Mm. And I had looked at our register to see how many people over the course of our history as transplanters in Australia, mm. people had been donors after gunshots. Mm. So, you know, 40 years. Mm. And there were, I think, 45 or 47, something right. like that. In 40 years. So, right. Yeah, in, in that time. But yeah. in Philadelphia, mm. their in- stat for that year... Yeah. They had had 401 gunshots wow. in one year. Wait, and that's transplants from No, gunshots. no, no. They, oh, didn't, okay. become, oh, they right. didn't become donors. Oh, okay, right. but, but just I in see. terms of, of cause of death. I see, yes. So, so we're dealing with two completely mm. different profiles of people. Got it. So, yes, Australians do donate. Australians are healthy. Mm. And Australians need to talk to their families and friends. So if you really care about organ donation in Australia... <laughs> Buy a motorbike. <laughs> no, 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 You have been listening to Greg at smartenough.org and Dan at smartenough.org. Follow us on Twitter, SE2KB, and Facebook, SE2KB. Get along to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to us. If you hear any science that we've mentioned that doesn't sound quite right, look it up and prove us wrong. Send your information to the person who didn't make the mistake. And as we always like to say, don't go out in the night of the harvest. I like the sort of Midwestern lilt thing. <laughs> Is it Midwest? They're smart know. enough to know better. <laughs> that, was that was Oklahoma. That, that was, was, that was, that was a, like a, some a, sort of a, bastardized North Dakota is what that was. <laughs> Georgie, do you want some eggs? <laughs> I've heard a lot of that happens in North Dakota. Yeah, I think it probably does. We want to make you sound great. Yes. And we want Fantastic. your attitude after you hear it to go, yeah, I'd love to do that again, mm. not... I am going to sue the pants on that too. <laughs> With our three bucks fifty. That's right. I can honestly tell you, no, I wouldn't wish me on any guy. <laughs> no. I know I've met some real jerks, so I could send you out like a guided yeah, missile. That's right. That's right.